Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. After a two-year hiatus, San Diego Pride is back in full swing this year. Festivities kicked off July 7th and continue through the 19th. The Pride Parade in Hillcrest and the festival in Balboa Park take place this Saturday. Fernando Z. Lopez is the executive director of San Diego Pride. Fernando, welcome and happy Pride. Thank you so much. Happy Pride. How does it feel to be back in full force? I am so excited. I am so relieved. I know everybody else is too. (laughs) You know, after two years of so many of our friends, family, and loved ones being apart, Pride is going to be a beautiful homecoming because it's going to be, have been three years since we had a full-scale Pride, and I know everybody is excited, and so am I. Absolutely. So I know you have a full schedule this year. What are some of the highlights? Well, our block party starts tonight, Thursday, and then Friday. Of course, then we've got the Spirit of Stonewall Rally that is one of my favorite events this Friday, which really is about honoring the origins of our movement as a response to state-sanctioned police violence. We honor the legacy of our heroes and champions of our movement. We talk about the issues that we're still facing and how we're gonna confront those issues moving forward so we can be fully equal citizens under the law, hopefully some point in the future. Um, Then, you know, we've got our 5K Saturday morning, that beautiful giant parade Saturday and our enormous festival all day Saturday and Sunday. And if you've never been to that festival, there is literally something for everyone there. It's going to be wonderful. (laughs) Well, you mentioned equality issues you're still working on um, locally, nationally and otherwise. What are some of those issues you're going to highlight this year? Well, I think the biggest and most important um, issue that we're highlighting is the rise in legislative attacks against our community that has been part of a really intentional effort on the part of right-wing extremists to strip away rights from women, LGBTQ people, people of color, immigrants. And so what you're seeing us really do is have this intersectional approach to our dialogue around social justice issues and how we advocate. And so one of the sort of uh, most vulnerable folks in those attacks are transgender youth, which is why this year our community grand marshal for the parade are transgender youth who will be leading off uh, that parade. Um, I'm sure you've seen the hundreds, hundreds of pieces of anti-LGBTQ legislation entered in around the country, most of it targeting LGBTQ youth, and at that, most of it targeting transgender youth. And so that's why we really wanted to make sure we were being intentional about highlighting our uh, transgender youth and giving them all the love and support that we could, and so they'll be at the front of the parade. I can't wait to see them there. Well, last month in June in Idaho at a pride parade, we saw a white nationalist group, um, you know, conspire to riot. Um, How do you respond to that incident? And what can you say about um, the safety at San Diego Pride this year? Well, I'm really grateful that somebody saw something, said something, and the authorities acted quickly. As LGBTQ people, we are not strangers to attacks in our daily lives, whether it's here in San Diego or anywhere in the country. And so that was a really stark reminder about what we're up against. And again, I think that when we really look at the rising attacks on um, you know, the Jewish community, minority communities, um, women, LGBTQ folks, immigrants, asylum seekers, like we're seeing this rise in white nationalism and white supremacy happen all over the country. Um, And we're no stranger to that here in San Diego, right? I mean, whether it's the militias that have been at our borders or the shooting at Chabad Synagogue or the previous attacks that have happened at San Diego Pride in 1999 or in 2006. 
Um, so I, I think that it's really important for us to be vigilant. I think it's important for all of us in our seemingly different communities to work collaboratively against the rise of fascism. And uh, I just think that I couldn't be more proud of our local state and federal law enforcement agencies for working so diligently to keep us safe. Uh, I think that most folks don't think about safety at that scale, but we are the region's largest civic event. And so you cannot put on an event of that scale without working that deeply and that intentionally with all of those different law enforcement agencies. It's something that we do every single year. And I'm really glad that other folks are thinking about safety too. I look forward to having a beautiful and a safe pride um, where everyone can be themselves, be free and be joyful this weekend. Uh, for, for people wanting to, you know, lend a hand and really try to fight some of the incidents you just mentioned, you know, what are some actionable things people can do in San Diego um, to get involved? You know, I think that's really a great question. And I think it's one that everyone needs to ask for themselves, right? We all have our own communities that we work in, that live in, the schools that we attend or teach at, the institutions of faith that we're a part of, the corporations that we work for or lead. And it's incumbent upon each of us to understand the power or privilege of access that we have in each of those places and how we can utilize that to stop racism, stop misogyny, stop homophobia and transphobia and other forms of discrimination in our daily lives and at the systems and powers of, and, uh, of the tools that we have at our disposal. Beyond that, I think it's really also important for folks to volunteer for organizations like San Diego Pride or any of the other LGBTQ or uh, minority run nonprofits, community groups. It's really about all of us stepping in to help one another. You know, it's I think one thing to post some angry stuff on Facebook every now and then or social media. It's another thing to be actively a part of those solutions and to volunteer your time to help build the world that we're all hoping to look for and live through. And I mean, I think that's a world free of prejudice and bias. And my final question for you, um, I've heard a lot of opinions on this, I'm still not sure what the truth is, but why is Pride in San Diego in July when Pride Month nationally is in June? I love this question. So we all are aware of June gloom, right? Okay, great. On the same page. Now, the other thing that folks maybe uh, aren't recognizing is that when the Pride movement was starting, you know, we were still criminalized, right? We, uh, being LGBTQ was considered a mental illness. Um, a lot of folks were not out of the closet, meaning there were very few out and proud activists doing the meaningful work of building capacity for our movement. And so in the 80s, we early 80s, our movement sort of recognized that and said, well, what if we separated the dates of some of these events so that way our regional activists could travel from city to city so we could build lists and build political power. When that opportunity came and San Diego Pride was one of the leading organizations in those strategic decisions for our uh, national and international movement, we knew, hey, June gloom is a thing. Our events have almost been rained out several times. So why don't we move to when it's way more beautiful and sunny in San Diego in July? Uh, and I think you know that's really worked out well for us because now we've become the most philanthropic pride in the world. We're the largest continuous pride staff of any pride in the world with over 40 year round LGBT education and advocacy programs. So uh, something worked when they made those decisions and I'm really proud to be a part of that legacy. Awesome. Well, thank you for clearing that up. Fernando Z. Lopez, Executive Director of Pride. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, Christy. Happy Pride. Thank you.